0: You are listening to U of M Radio on your Historic Dial podcast, and this is episode six, never too old for story time or a good lesson. Hello, Karen here at University of Minnesota Archives, and for this episode, we are going to imagine ourselves children again, in the classroom, seated around the radio, maybe on a brightly colored rug, all ready for old tales and new.
1: A long, long time ago, across the world and beyond the Blue Mountain, there was a little village at the foot of a rocky hill leading up to a great dark forest. And the name of the little village at the foot of the rocky hill was Pebble. The people of Pebble were happy, carefree people, and the children had wondrous times in this fine village, for there was nothing in the world to be afraid of, except the dragon, and nobody had ever
0: seen him. The story introduces us to a dragon who lives in the dark forest on top of the rocky hill overlooking the village. He is adored by all the forest animals who live around him. He loves to eat, And one day he smells something wonderful and must seek it out.
1: It comes from the village. The more I smell that extraordinary smell, the more my mouth waters for a taste. I shall go down the rocky hillside and find that smell. I wonder why the forest animals have told me never, never to go near the village. What danger could there be from the people? Why, they don't even know me. So I shall go as quietly as possible down the hill, across the little field, and into the village to find that smell. I suppose now is the time to tell you who I am, so you'll understand how I came to know this story. My name is Mr. Fudge, and in those fine days I ran the only candy store in the village of Pebble. School had just let out this particular day, and in a few minutes I knew the shop would be full. I could hear them coming, and I was just tying on a fresh white apron when the children's happiness all of a sudden changed to... This was the dragon. Mm. Uh, He'd come out of the forest, down the hill, and into the village, and that was, was what had made the children scream and run home. And now this frightening beast wanted a stick of candy. Somehow, I was shaking so I'll never know how. I got the cover off the jar. Uh, I held out a piece of peppermint. And gentle as a kitten, one of those huge front claws took it from me and popped it into its mouth. (laughs) It was a red and white striped piece of peppermint and as he chewed the happiest look came over that giant face and pink smoke poured from his ears. Who could possibly be afraid of a dragon who liked peppermint? I gave him six sticks all at once in his great claw, and then stood on the counter and pushed on his shoulder, trying to tell him, Go home. (laughs) On three feet, holding the peppermint high, he backed and shoved and squeezed out of my shop. Then he sat down in the middle of the main street of Pebble, and calmly ate each peppermint stick in turn.
0: The dragon seems to love the peppermint and the candy shop so much he stays. The shop owner, Mr. Fudge, teaches him how to make all the various candies and names him Dunwoody after the brand of peppermint flavoring he likes so much. The villagers remain scared, and Mr. Fudge tries to convince them not to be, but it's Dunwoody's kindness and hard work that gets all the customers back. Two weeks went by.
1: Three weeks went by, and not a single child had come in to buy so much as a lollipop. We'd made so much candy, Dunwoody and I, that we had it piled in boxes up to the ceiling. Oh, what a help he was! He could lift cases and crates and barrels with one hand. (laughs) Claw! it was all quite quite silly and i decided that if the children wouldn't come to me i'd go to them and explain that dunwoody was a kindly gentle dragon a great help to me and wanted only to be liked and eat peppermint sticks nobody believed me they said all dragons were alike and all of them were terrible and i would be responsible if anything awful happened it was dunwoody who solved the problem really When he sat down, his head nearly reached the roof of my old shed. And one day, he spied several big boxes of old Easter baskets high on a shelf where I'd forgotten them. I found him in the shed with a thoughtful look on his face, and all the baskets piled around him uh, when I came with his uh, four o'clock peppermint sticks. Mm Oh, these are old Easter baskets, Dunwoody. I haven't seen them for years. I get new ones every Easter to fill with candy for the children. I won't have to order baskets next year, I guess, for no children will come. It's been two months now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, of course. If you want to play with them, go ahead.. Mm-hmm. Would you believe it? Dunwood, you must have worked all night. For the next morning, every family in Pebble found an Easter basket heaped high with candy sitting at the front door. Some of the bigger families found two or three baskets. (laughs) Dunwoody was still asleep with his head on the peppermint flavoring barrel when the first boy and his frightened mother arrived to buy some candy. They'd forgotten how good candy tasted till they found their basket. I let the boy, his name was Jake, I let him pat Dunwoody's tail, which he had stretching out in the shed. By noon, four men had come to buy candy for their children. By two o'clock, six more came, several of them carrying clubs. But all they saw was Dunwoody dragon rolling a barrel of caramel for caramel apples around and around in the shed with one foot while he sucked on a peppermint stick. He was mixing the syrup for me. Well, in three days, the children were once again pouring into the candy store after school, and Dunwoody, who loved children, would give them rides on his tail. You see, they'd come to know him, so they couldn't be afraid of my friend, the gentle dragon with the sweet tooth.
0: The Dragon with the Sweet Tooth was just one of the many stories written by Betty Gerling for the program Old Tales and New, one of the most popular shows in the Minnesota School of the Air programming. We could dedicate many episodes to Betty Gerling and her achievements in her 34-year career as director of the Minnesota School of the Air, but instead, I will recommend a search on our website for the Betty T. Gerling papers. This program, as you may have guessed, was geared towards elementary school aged children, But storytime had a much bigger message and lesson for everyone. When first broadcast in 1962, this story brought Old Tales and New its ninth National Award. And in my research at University Archives, I came across the university's press release for the award, in which it says, The Dragon with the Sweet Tooth was an allegory representing the story of school integration in Little Rock, Arkansas. Through the story in which all the townspeople are needlessly afraid of a dragon who turns out to be very friendly, the program attempts to teach children not to generalize their fears. The series, based on social and moral precepts, has been widely broadcast across the country by school systems and different radio stations. It seems Betty Gerling and the Minnesota School of the Air had their sights set on tackling big issues like the dragon of integration through the power of education Although not award-winning episodes, the program went on to do a follow-up story on Dunwoody related to the arrest of the Freedom Riders, and in a later episode introduced a cousin dragon as a means of integrating even more cultures. That's all for this episode. Listen in next time to discover more about KUOM through the Minnesota School of the Air. Thanks for tuning in. The U of M radio on your historic dial podcast is produced every other week for your enjoyment. Subscribe or download on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss another moment of historic Minnesota radio. If you enjoy our clips and wanna hear or learn more, go to www.lib.umn.edu slash uarchives and search KUOM in the collections guides. Digitization of University Archives recordings was financed in part with funds provided by the state of Minnesota from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund through the Minnesota Historical Society.